0: Including death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer, but I'm on summer holidays, so I'm just Dr. Trish.
1: I'm John Brewer all the time.
0: Regular John. Mr. John, and uh, we have here a rush job because someone has to go to work.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm the one person working right now.
0: (laughs) The one person working right now. Yep. Someone quit all of her other jobs.
1: Wow. Not all of them, you're just on hiatus from one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that college hiatus, I don't have nothing to do until July. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: So, we are watching Psycho 2, a 1983 film, and this is one of those rare times where I've seen some insane movie that you have not seen. Yeah,
1: I don't, that's never crossed my radar for whatever reason.
0: And I'm excited about it for you to explain to me what this movie's about, even though I know what it's about. What's going on here in Psycho 2?
1: After 22 years of psychiatric care, Norman Bates attempts to return to a life of solitude, but the specters of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him.
0: That You get that right, guys. It's 1983. Yeah. This movie came out in 1983. What is that? 23 years exactly? Because the first one came out in 1960. 23 years later, and it's starring the same Anthony Perkins. And can you tell me what Anthony Perkins... Well, you tell me what Anthony Perkins has done in the in the twenty year from nineteen sixty.
1: Oh, okay. There is a ton. Really. He did goodbye again. Oh, Phaedra, five Ooh. minutes to midnight, the trial, Lagave Gave et la Balance. Agent 342436.
0: Oh, so let's, let's go up. Let's see. We got 1968, 19. Yeah, he did nothing in 1969. Keep going. 1970, he did it. Catch 22. Oh, he was the chaplain in Ch- Catch 22. That's yeah. good. um Keep going up. 1970. Okay, so we've got to 74, 78. Let's keep going. Yeah,
1: he's done like three or four things every year. At
0: yeah, least. so it's The Sins of Dorian Gray, a TV movie. He was Henry Lord. Interesting.
1: Yeah, he's a busy man.
0: He's a busy bee, and he, but he had the time for Psycho 2, directed by...
1: I just looked that up, too.
0: You did, I know. I thought that you gonna have had it's that. It's Franklin,
1: Richard Franklin.
0: Richard Franklin, who has decided that he knows how to, like, do this. And I'm coming forward. I'm going to be a dick about it. I like this movie. Because um, <laughs> it's like, you know this perfect movie that Alfred Hitchcock made? I'm going to make a two of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, there's a third one too. I
0: know. It's even worse. I've seen that one too. I don't know why.
1: I did not know that. I knew the shot for shot remake existed, but I didn't know there was the. Sequ-
0: I know the shot for shot remake is, is something else. We'll, okay, we'll so tell that. me a little bit more. Oh, it says grosses. That's me.
1: <laughs> I was looking up the domestic box office. And yeah. It grossed 34, 34.725 million. Dang it, man. That's good. On a budget of 5 million.
0: That is a good run- turnaround.
1: Yeah, not bad, right?
0: Probably not as much as they got for Psycho 1, but pretty good.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know what it would be.
0: Especially for a horror movie, too.
1: Yeah, and it got mixed to positive reviews from film critics. All right. Scoring a 60% on a tomato meter. Okay. And a 55% audience. So it's pretty close.
0: It's pretty close. And also what they're running against here is the fact that he... It, this is like the original was, you know, is considered like a perfect film or whatever. And it's so iconic. So... They've got a lot stacked against them by people doing reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's hear about the, the people. The negative
1: reviews don't sound yeah. that negative. Yeah, let's hear it. Well let's
0: hear a splat.
1: Dave Keir from Chicago Readers says though far from a worthy successor to the original, but why make impossible demands? Ooh. The film clearly could have been much worse.
0: <laughs> it could have been worse.
1: And the other negative review from a top critic says, Well it's from Roger Ebert. It is a craftsman like piece of filmmaking with a suitably flaky performance by Perkins, but it isn't really a sequel to Psycho. It continues the story, but not the spell.
0: So it's a sequel that's not as, like, it yeah, doesn't do... I mean, it's kind of hard to do what they did because Psycho starts off for, like, what is it, 40 minutes before the action? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But of the positives, we've got Franklin's consummate handling of suspense, black humor, and several paradigm-shifting twists. Make this a worthy sequel to the original and a convincing evocation of the old master's ghost.
0: That's I like the use of evocation there to talk about yeah. the ghost of the original. And uh, Jeff Andrew from Time Out says,
1: scary and fun. It is as worthy a sequel as one might reasonably expect. Okay. So if we go in thinking this is a movie standalone and not a sequel to Psycho, you know. Yeah. Not trying to outdo a, a damn near perfect film.
0: Yeah, and I also think sometimes when we think about sequels what kind of distance do we need like it's not this is a sequel that is not needed but it's fun and so if you approach it in that way it's kind of different from seeing part two of a trilogy or something like that where like oh this really fell for me because of x y and z but yeah yeah
1: and it's also stars vera miles Mm -hmm. and meg tilly yeah and robert loggia
0: excellent we're all great. We're doing really well here. Hey, John, did you put um, Shaun of the Dead on the um, on the sequel wheel? No. Because I feel like Hot Fuzz and um, The World's End should probably be on there.
1: But they're not horror.
0: Well, you know, I'm your wife and I love uh. those movies. Well, I love Hot Fuzz. But I feel like I really want to redo The World's End. But I feel like if I have to do World's End, I want to do Hot okay. Fuzz. Okay, I'll put it on the way. There's scary parts. Timothy Dalton's scary. Okay. But he's mad. Okay. okay tell me more what tell else me do you more... want to know uh i kind of am a little bit feeling legit, like a little it's mother's day you know and we're watching this movie and a lot of mothers listen to this podcast one maybe two mothers live <laughs> listen to this podcast um and they might think about watching this movie with their kids and i feel yeah. like they need to figure out if it's appropriate for them
1: well then we turn to the imdb parents guide excellent Um, for sex and nudity? Yeah. It says mild. Okay. But that seems a little harsh, even. Because it says it starts with the shower scene. Yeah. No nudity. A woman's naked silhouette is seen behind a translucent curtain.
0: is that the same thing as being naked? I mean, okay. Okay.
1: We hear sounds of people having sex. Okay. Possibly. Excellent. And two teenagers kiss in a basement.
0: That's too much.
1: While the boy puts his hand inside the girl's blouse and touches her breast.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's mild? I guess so. Okay. Violence and gore is severe.
0: Excellent.
1: There's a lot of knife slashing and stabbings. Excellent. And toilets overflowing with blood.
0: Oh, hell am Knives I'm getting in the mouth. More and more excited as we go along.
1: Old woman has a large, heavy shovel smashed over the back of her head.
0: Fantastic. It sounds like she had it coming.
1: Profanity is mild.
0: Oh, okay. Very
1: infrequent use of strong language. The F-bomb is only (laughs) dropped once.
0: Oh, just so you know, dear listener, F-bomb is written out. I'm very upset that I didn't get to hear my husband use the F-word. Nope.
1: And a few other milder terms scattered throughout.
0: I don't think I've ever heard you use the F-word in, like, regular language. It happens. It happens it happens i say it a lot i said it today because i banged the crap out of my arm okay alcohol
1: drugs and smoking is mild okay a bottle of illegal drugs is seen how do they know they're illegal drugs oh. <laughs> a boy and a girl smoke marijuana in a basement what? probably the teens that are kissing with the boob well, it's
0: probably that probably the marijuana that made them get so loose a,
1: a woman lights up once mm. that's the actual sentence she
0: lights up yeah I feel like we don't have any kind of weirdo parents that are watching this movie and doing, like, this insane, like, I don't, I really want to do an interview of someone that fills this out.
1: Yeah, for horror films. Because
0: these are done by the, the people yep. that go on the IMDb. Yeah, I believe so. Like, the ones can... that are for, are, are for, like, the movie Cars are just absolutely bananas, the people that spend the time on this. Yeah. It's pretty amazing.
1: Okay. And then the final um, subject is frightening and intense Ooh. scenes, which are severe.
0: Excellent. That's intense what we like to hear.
1: Murder scenes, plenty of suspenseful moments, and strong nature of violence and shock scares.
0: That is wonderful. Um, and so, just in case anyone wants to know, Loki has not gotten out again. He is not here with <laughs> us right now, but Lola is sleeping on the bed, and I'm sure the dog is going to cry, and Loki is going to knock over the microphone at some point. It's going to yeah, be great.
1: That's what happens.
0: Wow, that was really exciting. So we've got the reviews, we've got the description, yeah. we know a little bit about the movie. I'm really excited about this, and honestly, this is this actually takes me back to what we started when we first started. When we when we first started the podcast, we would talk about our experience of watching this movie. Yeah. And I watched this movie with Nana and Daddy Dick in their in their house. And when I was younger, I used to think like old movies are boring. And then I because I saw Psycho, and I'm like, okay, lady in the shower is not that big of a deal um and again i'm the same person that my brothers made watch aliens at the age of four um or alien or whatever uh but man i gotta say that this movie i really liked as a kid because it was so dumb but i also like that it extended the story and i'm really excited to watch it
1: sounds good i yeah. think we should watch it then
0: i think we should watch it too let's go Well, Jambi. Yes. This is an interesting thing, because you have watched the Psycho TV show called Bates Motel. Yes. Which is the prequel. Yes. And we are now watching Psycho 2, where Norman's been released from jail. We know the townspeople are not into that. No. And that we've also found out that the house has been rented a few times over the years, in the last 23 years, but also that someone's been running the motel this whole time. And they still kept the name. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Well, it, it would
1: probably be a tourist attraction for those kind of people, too. Yeah.
0: It does make me wonder, like, just on a fiduciary sense of, like, did they save money for him this whole time, like, from the motel business then? I think
1: so, because he planned on living a life of solitude, so that means yeah. not working.
0: Yeah. and so, well, he's going to be working at the motel, like, at noon. Like, he has a job at noon he's got to go to. But um, he... So basically, he is taken to his house by his psychologist, and we are told that there's been cutbacks on social on social like workers, basically. So no one's going to be checking on him, but mm-hmm. he can call his psychologist. And this is yep. so on the nose for 1983. It's like thank you, Reagan. Now this guy's out because they've cut down. They've sh- basically they shut down all the insane asylums in the 80s, right? So now people like this get out, which is just a nice little mwah, of uh, of malarkey from our um our republican overlords it makes the world more exciting yes it does it does and so and this guy so he's home and he's like kind of having these flashbacks and he's told by psychologists that's gonna happen like it's expected that you're gonna feel these memories but we've worked on what you do yeah. when you have these memories but then we had the scene where he's looking at this dusty door that's to his mother's room and he sees it as what it looked like when he was a child so all new and nice yeah. And seeing himself in the reflection of the doorknob, but he's a little boy. And he murdered his mom. That's what we yep. found out. He poisoned her tea. That's great. That's wonderful. That's a great way to start. It's like it's given us something new because we didn't know well, in we the didn't first know that one. He
1: was found not guilty by means of insanity. Well,
0: we kind of did know that at the really? end of it because he was like just catatonic and like he was thinking in the words of his mother, of like, I'm just not going to hurt a fly. I'm just going to see yeah. that fly right there. I'm not even going to touch it. Just so, so that they they know that I won't try to fly, um, so yeah. But the fact that he killed his mother was not talked about. Uh, but I mean, he had her body. But you know, this is you know traditionally traditionally like um, the idea for this comes from Ed Gein. Yeah. Right, who did but it not wasn't murder
1: his mom? It was just other old ladies.
0: Yeah, he did not murder his mother. He did not dig her up, but he did dig up other old ladies that looked like his mom.
1: That's so many, so many movies based on Ed Gein, and none of them resemble Ed Gein.
0: I know, like, like Chains- Te- Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, just listening to the last podcast on Left about that recently. Again, it's I mean, very weird. Yeah, it's it is kind of odd. It's also so sad, in this way, but. But we also know Ed Gein probably like murdered his brother. Yeah. Right. That was kind yeah, of like he's talking a weird... about
1: the weird crawl space, right, where he was like having people excavate little areas of his crawl space.
0: No, no, Ed Gein huh? was the one. So basically, now we have to start to talk about Ed Gein. So Ed Gein um, lived in like on a farm with his mother. Okay,
1: he was the backyard one. Well, the... Yeah.
0: No, he didn't bury anybody. So what huh. he would do is he would go to um, to funerals of people. He would, after people were buried um that kind of looked like his mom
1: yeah uh
0: when she died uh he would dig them up and take them to his house he did murder two women
1: yeah
0: one he had sex with and then murdered and one he just like followed her so home and an killed old lady
1: her lady from a hardware store it?
0: yeah yeah so the old lady from hardware store he murdered because she was she looked like his mother but she had she was saucy and flirtatious and then another woman was actually just nice to him and he murdered her um and his mother was a piece of work but she died of a stroke his brother, on the other hand, died suspiciously, and we think Ed Gein did it because basically he tripped and hit his head on a rock and the, and the yard caught fire, and we couldn't find him or whatever, but Ed Gein led everyone to the body, and we're pretty sure he killed his brother. Because his brother was basically like, you gotta get out of town, like, you can't keep staying with mom, you're old enough to, like, move. Yeah. Um, he's like, no one separates me from mama! Smash! But this is the guy. This is the person in, like, the house with the nipple belts and the... Lamp. He was very... Um, he was very uh, obsessed with the Holocaust and the... What's the... The bitch of Dachau? What's her name? The uh, Birkenau? Um, there's this, basically, the German woman um, who was, uh, like, involved in one of the death camps that, like, made lampshades out of people's skin. Yeah,
1: I can't remember her name.
0: Yeah, and so, basically, he was obsessed with this as a young man... And made his dreams a reality. Yeah. And also, uh, Silence of the Lambs, right? The lady yeah. suit. Cause he did make, Edgene did make a lady suit with like titties. Yep. Um, now in Psycho, of course, he just made an outfit of his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we go? Yep. Okay. <music> this is so interesting.
1: Yeah. We got Loki. a really purring cat We've though. got
0: Loki, as I promised. Um, so, gosh, she's so cute. Um, so basically, Norman Bates has gone to work at a diner, not at the hotel. Yep. Right? The hotel had a manager. Um, and... Dennis Franz. Franz. Um, but, so he works at this diner. There's a waitress there that breaks up with her boyfriend during the shift, and he's like, oh, you could stay at my motel. I have extra rooms. Yeah. And so he meets, well, they get to the hotel, and he's about to give, he goes to the room number one. But goes to a different room. He's like, yeah. no, 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 I'm not going to murder this chick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically, he's hearing like, I guess, loud sex noises happen next door. Yeah. And realizes something's weird. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go check on the room. And then dude from NYPD Blue shows up, all sketchy looking, <laughs> and he's the person that they had had as the manager for the motel. And du- and Norman Bates comes back, and he's like, uh, go up to my house real quick to the lady. And he's upset with the guy because, basically, he is a... um, He's having, like, a drug and sex ring going on at the motel.
1: Yeah.
0: And he tells this guy, get out of here. And the guy's like, you can't kick me out. And he's like, I'm going to call the cops. And Anyway, I feel like this is going to come to bite Norman in the ass, unfortunately. Thank you, Loki. That's really great. Good job, bud. Yeah. And he's still standing on it. Wonderful. You did a good job there, bud. (laughs) Silly cat. But, um, so... I think that's pretty interesting, right? So basically he comes in and he's like, I can't have this thing here. They're not doing that. He's like, this is how we make our money in this town yeah, because the town's bad. But he, Norman's like, no, we're not doing this. So he gets to the the house and I know I'm sounding pro-Norman Bates, but I am full 100% pro-Norman Bates right now because uh, he's gone through the therapy. He's doing his best. It's been 23 years. But it's but a movie. It's so. a movie. And what he's doing right now is I feel like he's trying to deal with not not the murdering of the first person, but his therapy has made him have to deal with the murder of his mother, right? Where he has to actually deal with the fact that his mother was nuts, it scarred him, he killed her, and then he basically became her, right? So basically, this is about his, like, journey.
1: But if he doesn't murder people in this, then this movie doesn't...
0: I know, he's going to totally murder people, but at this stage, I'm just like... (laughs) And the and Anthony Perkins is doing such a good job of like he's so twitchy but he's doing his best yeah. and he has like a moral compass but he's twitchy and so this the girl has now gotten really scared like scared of him basically because she's like oh yeah I just went into the house of this guy she doesn't know about the murder of the lady he knows she knows something that he had been locked up in the loony yeah. bin and he said and he's just confessed that he murdered his mother when he was twelve because she went mad and he poisoned her tea yeah. And I don't know. There's just something. St- and I, we actually, I had you pause in the middle of him dis- him discussing it with her. And this is one of the things I love about this podcast. Because it's like, sometimes you just need to like, freak out a little. <laughs> Be like, isn't it good though? Are you not pro him?
1: Well, no. Because uh, he's a murderer and he's lying about the fact that he murdered seven other people.
0: Did he murder seven other people? I think they said seven
1: people. Might have been counting his mom. At least six okay. other people.
0: Okay. Well, should we go? Yeah. Awesome. They just couldn't leave him alone.
1: No, Dennis Franz had a hair up his ass for He'd, Norman Bates.
0: He did. Well, I mean, Norman Bates fired him almost immediately because of the drug running. So Norman goes to work again with his lady who he's managed not to kill. She decided to stay in the house that night, but she didn't. She was going to go room with her friend. Yep. However, you know, the next day at work, what's his face?
1: Norman Bates? No, no the other guy. Dennis Franz?
0: Dennis Franz, who's playing Mr. Toomey, comes and he's, like, harassing Norman at work. He keeps calling him Psycho, Psycho, which is fantastic. Yeah. Because it's so on the nose, but he does it so many times that it's kind of amazing. Um, And so he's like, Psycho, Psycho. Um, And Norman's just trying to do his thing. He's just trying to, like, to cut, like, lettuce. He keeps getting handed knives... And there's all these like, there's like a coconut cake that looked really good um, with a giant knife in it. And it's like, this is so delicious and good. Um, And this guy gets kind of run out. Norman has to go home early, but, and he was about, he basically, he ran out because for Norman, in his mind, he thinks Toomey is leaving him notes from his mother. Yep. But the notes don't really exist.
1: No, they do not.
0: He's seeing notes from his mother, things like, don't let that whore come back into my house. He thinks Toomey's messing with him. He's getting phone calls from his dead mother, but he thinks it's Toomey, because in his mind he doesn't think his mother's talking to him right yet.
1: Or, or maybe his mother is a ghost. And maybe maybe, doing maybe
0: she's a real ghost and doing this shit because she's she's a bitch. And maybe so basically, Toomey comes back to the motel like a crazy person, and is like, "God Norman, you motherfucker, come here!" I said the F on. Wow, good me. Dennis anyway. Franz did not. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, so who shows up to murder? Mr. Toomey?
1: It's Norman's mom.
0: It's Norman's mom. She shows up. She's wearing the mom's shoes, the mom outfit. She's got a dress it on. It must be her. It totally must be her. Um, and so we just saw... And it was great because it was a kind of in the realm of murder from the original Psycho, which was we the first murder, we just see the knife go down, but we don't see, like, yeah. even blood on this, right? We're not yeah, seeing no all, blood. like, the mutilated corpse. But cut to the next morning. The car's gone, in Norman's B-Way the hotel, he's painting it yellow. Yeah. By course. hand. It's so nice. He's so good.
1: He can't uh, be held to blame for what his mother does.
0: No, his mother is crazy, not him. Yeah. Okay, should we go? Yeah. Okay, so what? where are we on this? 53 minutes. And of like a two-hour movie? Yes. Okay, and so Norman has got himself locked in the attic. He's been repainting the house... He saw someone, like, in the attic window. Yep. His therapist comes by, by the way, and his therapist is like, why did you quit your job? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to make more money as a uh, hotel manager. Yeah. And the guy was doing, and he's like, why'd you fire Mr. Toomey? Oh, he just wasn't doing a very good job at what he was doing. Blah, blah, blah. I
1: said I was making an adult. Adult. Motel.
0: Adult motel. You know what they do at those? Drugs and sex. Oh, Jambi, you're so bad. No, they, they Anyway. <laughs> Promises, promises. Anyway, so uh, so he was doing all fine. He's painted most of the front of the hotel and he's on to the side, which painting always takes longer than you think it will. I'm sorry. Every time. Every time. That's my drugs alarm. I already took them, though. I swear. <laughs> um, anyway, so he's painting the hotel yellow. Very 1984 color, 1983 color. Um, and he sees someone in the window in the attic. He goes up there and he thinks he sees his mother, basically. Yeah. And he's got himself locked in the attic. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the basement, some kids go to bone. Yep. But guess who's there in the basement?
1: It's Norman's mother. It's
0: Norman's mother, and she murders a boy.
1: How do we, how do we, I mean, how does he do it? I don't know. I don't know. it's I'm pretty confused. wild
0: so like we just got from the murder to him being stuck in the attic and he's wearing the same clothes as he was in before it's such a mystery
1: maybe it is a ghost
0: maybe it's a ghost murderer that doesn't like whores yeah and also the ghost murderer is like get that slut out of my house before I kill her by via note via note that's a normal thing to leave yeah yeah should we go yeah okay Okay, so we just got to a part of the movie. It's not that far from where we just paused. No. We're an hour and three minutes in. Yep. And something was revealed that your jaw literally dropped. <laughs> like, I've not seen you drop your jaw like that in a movie before. Mm-hmm. So would you like to share what just got revealed?
1: Um, well, the lady that's staying in this house is in cahoots with the old lady who is a relative of a victim
0: who is trying the- to
1: get him recommitted
0: who's try so basically um, the woman at the at the like at the hearing that allowed Norman to go who was against it is the sister that was in the first movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Her daughter is this girl. And and I was noticing before because she'd only started working at that at that diner like a week before Norman got there. Yeah. And it's known like on public things that he was going to work at this diner. Yeah. So she only had just gotten there. And her her whole thing was, like, she was going to dress like the mother in windows to kind of freak him out. And she the thing where, like, his mother's room... He basically went upstairs. His mother's room was all there. He saw a note that says, kill the bitch or whatever. Yeah. She's the one leaving the notes. Yes. It's so good. So, basically, he's been seeing all these things because they've been trying to drive him crazy to send him back to the loony bin. And now... But she has decided that this is actually wrong. He can't have done the murders... Because she locked his ass in the attic when the murders occurred. And she's like, he can't have done it. And she's into it. Is she the mother? Is her mother? Is is she the murderer? Is her mother the murderer? But she thinks that there's someone else in the house. Yeah. This is so good. There's so much drama. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to pause here at at an hour and three minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, it won't be a pause for people listening to this. No, just for us. Just for us. It's just for farts. Um, I think you should leave reference. Um, We're going to pause here for now. We're going to watch the rest of the movie. I think it's another 50 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to watch the rest of the movie tomorrow night and have this posted hopefully by then.
1: Yeah, well, tomorrow night is when it usually would go up.
0: I know because I've been making a mistake where I was actually putting things up in an inappropriate time. A day early. Because I thought it came out on Mondays at 3 a.m. And it comes out on Tuesdays at 3 a.m. That is correct. But it's Monday night. I'm going to do a bruise, bruise right now, though. Okay. (laughs) So, I am on vacation. Yeah. And this is kind of weird for me. Because, in theory, you know, people talk about teachers, professors, they get the summers off, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, i This is
0: literally the first time I've taken it off. (laughs) Ever. And I'm only taking half. I'm taking May and June off. And honestly, I really need it because those miscarriages were really hard on me. And Mother's Day, when you've had two miscarriages since the last Mother's Day... Is really shitty. <laughs> it's really hard. People have been nice, but it's really hard. Um, so I've had on my Brewer's Brew, Corona Hard Seltzer, um, Watermelon Lime Sandia y Lima. Wow. I guess the Sandia y Lima, because it's Corona, so that's probably why. So trying to get back into the it's seltzer a, so life. So it's a Mexican. And Corona is my favorite <laughs> seltzer. Yeah. Which we it was truly until Corona got in the game, and I was like, damn, Corona's better. Um, but the Corona has these like different types of mixed ones that are just very tasty and good. Um, One hundred calories, gluten free. How nice! Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just recommend it. It's good. Now, have there's have there been any? Oh, sorry, that was me making sounds. Have there been any grossest corners for you this halfway through? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I think I've really enjoyed the murders. Did we talk on the podcast yet about the boy that was murdered? No. Oh, okay. So basically, I thought we did we? Maybe. I think we did. Probably. I should probably edit this podcast this time. <laughs> I'm probably not, though. I I may have nothing else to do, but I am painting the dining room. A yeah. blood red. let well, actually go to the
1: transfer station.
0: Brum, brum. Okay. So uh, until until tomorrow, we're going to pause here, and we'll be back at an hour and three minutes. You have to write it down. It's your job.
1: Yeah, and it'll not sound any
0: different. All right. It's going to be so seamless. I really need to not make that sound. It's terrible for audio. Sorry, Charlene and Sarah. All right, let's let's go. Let's continue watching, but secretly it will be tomorrow, right, John? Yep. Okay. <laughs> and we are back.
1: That was twenty four hours ish.
0: It was twenty four hours ish, um, and I have a different grocer's corner. I'm drinking Founders Rubyus.
1: That's a gross or what?
0: no, it's sorry, Brewers brews, oh, I got distracted. I've had a pretty rough, not rough, but I've had a pretty like physically exhausting three days where I p- painted the dining room, but I used like I guess bad paint or maybe the dining room just was super dry and needed yeah, a lot of paint. That I think could be too, maybe both, um, and so I had to put many, many um coats of paint on. And it's finally done, and I'm so excited, and it's very pretty. Is it
1: Trisha's Technicolor Dream Room?
0: <laughs> it's one color. Oh,
1: the coat of many colors? I don't know.
0: Oh, okay. I do like Joseph and the amazing Technicolor I Dream I've never coat. seen any of that shit. <laughs> what? What about, like, uh, What about like Jesus Christ Superstar? No. So good, if it, though. If it's
1: not funny or scary, I just don't want it.
0: You know, some people would say it's pretty scary. I mean, a guy gets nailed to a tree. Happens a lot. Yeah. And actually, in Jesus Christ Superstar, it's a very long process where he actually counts out all the bangs. And it just, you know, it's brutal. But also just like you're sitting there like, oh, my God, he's going to have to do like 50 more of these. This is awful. Um, Okay. So we are at a minute 33, uh, an hour, three minutes and 11 seconds right now. And we've just been discovered they're, they're sitting in. This is the, the drawing room or the, the main room of the hotel, I think. Because yeah, it's with got all the that creepy owl. That I mean. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing like a picture of like a naked lady with a little b- boy, Cupid, talking. It's just like Venus and Cupid hanging out with each other, um, which is really as interesting. They did. Yeah, as they did. Well, it's like she's the uh, mom. I don't know. Cupid's the son. <laughs> oh. um, and Cupid had to go against the mother's wishes to get with his wife, Psyche. Oh. Anyway, so this, so the daughter of, so okay, so the ma- woman that was mad that Norman Bates was getting released, uh, it turns out to be the mother of the chick that's been hanging out with Norman Bates. Yep. Um, who now likes him, but also is kind of weird. Yeah. So it's very questionable what's going on. Um, Norman thinks he's gone nuts, and that the mother is coming back. But all these notes we find out are real. And they've been messing with him. Mm-hmm. So it's a real question of who's been doing these murders because we know the people are getting killed. Yeah. So who do you think's doing it?
1: I think it's the angry old lady.
0: Yeah. Which kind of stinks, though. It's an interesting character turn for this like character from the original movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's the same actress, right?
1: I am not 100% sure. I'm,
0: I'm going to go ahead and say it's definitely the same actress. Okay. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, should we watch the film? Yeah. Okay, let's go. John Yes. This is a good movie.
1: It actually is.
0: It's got a lot of heart.
1: Uh I'm just enjoying that I don't know what's going on.
0: I know. I will say that there's some very interesting scenic choices. So, we know there's a kid that got murdered in the basement and so what happened was the police came to check it out. And the basement was cleared out. Like, it was clean.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we thought she... The girl had done it. Like, she had cleaned up after him. She thinks it's her mother or something like that. She knows her mother's in the house fucking well, with him. She,
1: yeah. Well, she knew she was in the house.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, basically, after um, coming back from hanging out with her mom, you know, Norman's not the best. He's not doing great. Um, and she's trying to convince him that he's actually okay, that someone is messing with him. And he basically... Basically, they end up trying to find the bad guy. She's convinced it's her mother, right? And then he comes into the room she's staying in to protect her. And he says, it's safe here. It was always safe here at night. And it's his childhood bedroom. Yeah. And so he's, like, standing above her with a knife at one point. But she's just totally chill about it. She's like, Norman, you're okay. He's like, no, I'm not. Okay, you're not okay. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. And so then he's like coming to terms with maybe losing it again. And she's holding him like a mother. And he's like, you smell good. You smell like grilled cheese sandwiches that my mother used to bring me when I was sick. And the doctors took away everything else about her before she went mad and afterwards. Yeah. So
1: It's the sandwiches.
0: The sandwiches. Does the movie go, does the TV show go into her going insane? Or is she already nuts in the movie? You it know, goes TV into show.
1: her going insane. Oh, wow. Because it starts off with uh, them running away from... Well, if I remember right, it was his father was abusive. Yeah. And he killed his father. Oh, shit. But she tricked him into believing that she did it. Oh. So, so that- they were running away from that. Okay. Like, of the murdered... Ex-husband. That's like kind of Lisa a nice thing it. to
0: do because basically he did it probably to protect her, and so she was, it was like, no, yeah, because
1: yeah, it was a, during a fight with his, you know, yeah, they were fighting, and he you was like protecting hit him her. over the head with some. Oh, it's been Ooh, a long time good. since I watched it. It's good. When stuff. did that show come out? I
0: don't uh, know. That's, I it.
1: watched it because I watched it as it was coming out, so it's been many years. Yeah. I have never revisited it.
0: I feel like it was very recent, but it's one of those shows that it's like I've been meaning to watch. I'm going to type it in Bates probably Motel. Probably been like
1: 2012.
0: Bates Motel TV. It's also a movie, uh, just so you know. I know. From that's, 1987. That's um, um, It came out in 2013.
1: Yeah, that was pretty close.
0: Cool. Okay, so I'm looking forward to actually watching Bates Motel. It was Motel.
1: really good. Yeah. Vera Farmiga was amazing in it.
0: Maybe if we have enough time tonight, we can watch it, and it's the first episode.
1: Well, probably.
0: Okay, so anyway, back to this. This is interesting. So basically, Norman starts hearing weird stuff from the toilet in the bathroom, and it's gurgling, and, and some blood just starts coming out of it and coming out of the bathtub, and it's in black and white.
1: Yeah, anytime anything to do with the murder is seen or talked about, Yeah, they flip it to black and white.
0: Yeah, and so it's in black and white, and she comes, and she just starts cleaning it up. And he's like, did you clean up the basement? And she's like, no, but she's like, clearly used to cleaning up bloody murders.
1: Yeah, her mom is probably nuts.
0: Yeah, her mom is probably a murderer and she's been cleaning stuff up for a while.
1: So they're like the two psycho children of psycho parents. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who found and a kinship. Who found a kinship and I feel like it's definitely it's definitely not re- for now. It's not reading as sexual at all, which I like because he's older and she's she's like 23 and he's like clearly like what, 43? Yeah. 46? and it's clear well, it been
1: 23 years so yeah probably well, probably like 41
0: but you know he probably he like would be still in the similar kind of mindset of when he was a young like a young man like he's been away for 23 years he gets out the first time he meets a woman he's kind of at the same space yeah but he's actually trying and he's tr- and he's got this connection with this person and it's adorable <laughs> And I'm really pro-Norman Bates.
1: Yeah, I'm swinging that way because it doesn't look like he's killing more people.
0: I mean, if he and if he does start killing more people, it's not his fault. Like, he was going to be fine, but everyone just started pushing him and pushing him. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm very interested in how this goes. Should we keep watching? Yeah. Okay, let's go. John Bates, a good twist there, bud. Yep. So you want to talk about it?
1: Well, what twist that he thinks everybody's his mom, no matter yeah. who calls.
0: So basically, his new thing is that Mrs. Bates, who he's admitted to murdering. Yes. That the because he has to admit to have killed having killed his mother in order to get through the psychological trauma of it all. His new thing is that well. She wasn't my real mom. My real mom is calling me and doing all the murders. Yeah. And uh, we know that Lila's mom is dead or What's-Her-Face's mom is dead. um, And that uh, we know she was doing a lot of the calls. But the thing is, he was still hearing his own version. And we think, because before you would get to hear his mother's voice in the first movie. So it's unclear
1: but this time, we definitely know it was his doctor calling him.
0: It it's, was, but he was locked in the attic for some of the murder. I don't know. It's a really good twist, though, but he also could be fucking with her. I don't think he's doing that. I think he's just straight up, like... Because his body... His body comportment is very different once everything kind of twisted or or once he came up with this, like, story about his mother being...
1: Well, somebody on the phone told him that that was his real yeah. mother calling.
0: Yeah, so, um the basically so it's the sister from the first movie goes into the basement and to pick up her like wig and outfit that she's been wearing to like mess with him um and she got murdered
1: by somebody probably that norman
0: looks a lot like him in a wig um also there's a big coal pile
1: that moved
0: that moved a little yeah. so that's questionable yeah. and which we're pretty kind of excited because all the houses up here have these old coal chute areas in the basement or a lot of them do. And so yeah. it's kind of fun to see like, it, what it looked like when there was coal being used there. Yep. Um, and also, uh, so the this the psychologist is basically asking to be murdered. He keeps coming in and out of the house trying to prove to Norman that he's being fucked with. And Norman just needs to accept that his mother is dead. And Norman's like, I killed Mrs. Bates. She's the woman who raised me. But she wasn't my mother. Yeah. And it's like, so he's, he's lost. They even exhumed her body to do that. Yeah,
1: which was really weird how flippant. Yeah. It's like, oh, this this uh, psychologist wants to prove something to his patient. Let's exhume a I body. I know, but
0: doesn't he have like, other stuff? I guess he really <sighs> cares about Norman. He's been trying to make him normal for, <laughs> normal, no. uh, for 35 years, yeah. 23 years. Um, so, yeah, Norman's not doing great. Um, and I'm still pro-Norman, but it's also they've done a really good job about making me equally care for the woman and the man. Like, I'm really, like, I hope she doesn't die, but there's a high probability that know. she will.
1: The, the sheriff alluded to the fact that this isn't the only horrible thing she's done.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It could be her that's protecting him. now she's definitely got, the younger woman definitely has a, like, motherly feeling towards Norman. Yeah. Like, he. she even, like, she puts her arms around him as he's sitting down and arms around his head and his chest and says, Oh, Norman... You've gone mad. And it's very sweet, but yeah. also, like, very odd. Yeah. And I, I just love this movie. It's so good. Yes. All right, should we go? Yep. Okay. Loki has joined us at the end of the podcast to give his opinion, um, mostly that he needs cuddles.
1: Yeah, he's purring like he liked it.
0: I'm a bit of in shock, and I noticed that that your jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. <laughs> your jaw dropped. Your jaw dropped a little bit again. That's two oh, jaw weird. drops in one movie. Yeah. Can do you want to? Okay, so wow. we ended on so the the young, the young woman that really liked Norman that knew that he was being driven mad sees Norman pick up the phone. And, like, basically, Norman, whenever he's getting a phone call, he's just saying, yes, mother. So he's convinced that he's got another mother. Yes. And so she's trying to convince him that's not the case. So she dresses up as his mother.
1: So, yeah, try to get him to stop on
0: the phone. And he's coming towards her, and she just starts stabbing him a bunch. Well, she killed the doctor first. Oh, she accidentally killed the doctor, and the doctor fell down the stairs, and he's dead.
1: Because yeah. he
0: jumped on her like, I gotcha. Yeah. Because the doctor was trying to prove for a fact that they were messing with him. Yes. Um, and <laughs> meanwhile, poor Norman. Okay, so. Poor Norman. I know, but okay, so she's stabbing him, and they end up in the cellar, because she had a lot of opportunities to leave the house. Yeah. But she really wanted to save Norman. Yep. And so she didn't get to leave the house.
1: But she did kind of save Norman, because he would have been arrested for all these murders. Yeah. But now they think she did it.
0: Yeah. So basically, the cops show up as she's got this knife in her hand saying, Norman! Yeah. I, you know, basically, they think that it's clear that she and her mother were in cahoots, because her mother and her had been seen arguing about torturing Norman um, in a hotel. And so they're yeah. just like, yeah, they clearly had it going for them. Siri is listening to what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and it's just fucking wild.
1: Yeah. And then finds out that Norman did have a real mother who was still alive.
0: I need to check my um, my B... What is... It? Not BPI's. What is it? Um, heart rate? Yeah. Which one? Because I feel like my heart rate is, like, <laughs> really fast right now because of, like, this yeah. intensity.
1: But after they kill the young lady... Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. And who they think... Killed everybody.
0: Yes. And Norman's
1: released and brought home. And then he gets a visitor.
0: And he's like eating a cheese sandwich and has a place setting. Yeah. For her. And the visitor is this nice old lady that was from the very beginning of the movie. That, that he, When he worked at the diner, she was the one at the diner that was really supportive and helped him get a job and all that. And so that was really nice. And she just couldn't let anyone mess with her boy.
1: Yeah. Because that was. He gave up. Him when he was a baby, yeah, to, to his sister, her yeah. Sister Norma. So she
0: had him really young, yeah, and then went nuts and probably killed a bunch of people. Yep. and so Norma took him. Norman was normal enough until she went crazy, um, and so and, and and Norman is just calmly listening. Once he, once Norman cracks, he becomes so self composed. Like the before he cracks, he's like freaking out yeah. on and oh, thank you Loki. He's freaking out and really twitchy. But after he cracks, he's just suddenly so composed and he's listening to his mother. Um, You and I had both talked about how he had gone down into the cellar with his, like, bleeding. His hands are still in wrappings and stuff to scoop coal into the furnace. And we were talking about that. And he brings the shovel upstairs. And we were just just joking around. I was like, you know, you're going to go back downstairs to, like, shovel the coal. And you left a damn thing in the attic. You know what I mean? Wherever you left it. And so he's in the kitchen eating a grilled cheese sandwich. And the shovel's in the kitchen. He has, and so the woman comes in to tell him her story, how she's killed all these people, you know, because she has to, you know, be there for him, and they can be together, and they're the only ones they have for each other in the world, and she had been institutionalized up until he got institutionalized, it's a whole thing, Um, and yeah, he gave her poison tea, Yep, probably the same tea that he gave his mother, I'm surprised the cops didn't take that, Um, and it's very effective after... Along, because he killed his mother well before the events of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it also kind of makes a little bit of sense because Norman was like twenty or something like that in the first movie, but his mother had long gray hair. Yeah. And so it's like, why did she have? Well, maybe she's like an older sister, and this well, is she the, would have been, yeah. Yeah, and this is the youngest sister that got knocked up and had to go to the loony bin. So anyway, he gives her drugs or gives her poison tea and hits her in the head with a shovel. Yep. Takes her upstairs and says, yes, mother, you're so tired. I'll take you to bed. And then we get to hear the mother's voice.
1: Yeah, it must be in
0: his head. Because that's what he wanted. He wanted the same yeah. abusive relationship that he had, which he repeated. He must have still been like a teenager when he murdered her in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. He was fairly young, and that's a desiccated corpse. That takes like four years to do. Yeah, um, Man... There's a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, there was quite a bit. Like, they could have just ended on, like, the girl getting shot and him going. No, they
1: have to show that he's still crazy, too.
0: <sighs> he is still crazy, and I guess, it basically, as soon as it clicked for him that he had a different mother. Yeah. And that he didn't kill the first one, but now he's killed both of them. Yeah, and but, now
1: some primer for Psycho 3. When I we know, I cannot
0: one. wait to watch Psycho 3, but what are we watching next week, Jambi?
1: Oh, well, we're back to the Stephen King, the well that keeps on giving.
0: Yay! Stephen King Leon! You want to
1: hit the randomizer? Is that
0: okay. Yeah. Dolan's Cadillac.
1: Yeah. I is am... that
0: a movie? I know it's yeah, a book.
1: Apparently it is, and I will check it out because I had looked up all the adaptations. Yeah, yeah. 2009. Oh, wow. Dolan's Cadillac.
0: Okay. Who's in it?
1: Christian Slater. Hey! Awesome! It came out in 2009 on a $10 million budget. Okay. And it's uh, available on Prime Video. So let's see if we can find a, a trailer for this and plop yeah. it up on the TV.
0: Yeah, let's watch it. <gasps> Emma, no. Sit down. We have to do this. Lay down. It's not bedtime. We have to watch no, it's a, a trailer. No, it's not. You've got like,
1: 15 minutes. We're
0: going to watch a trailer and then after that we'll conclude the podcast <laughs> oh did you have a grossest corner at all for that movie i don't think so i don't think anything was particularly egregiously gross because that's not where it comes from but i've got a sad corner and that was that how much this girl like cared about him and he yeah. could have had a good relationship okay here we go christian slater sex trade with ladies like this Christian Slater's a bad guy. Yeah. This is kind of like one of Stephen King's action-y type things.
1: It looks that way. It worked for Cell.
0: Yeah. God, that was a good movie. Yes, it was. It's like a science fiction-y
1: movie. But there must be something cool
0: about this Cadillac. Yeah. I think it's probably his sister, mother, or brother has been taken. Oh, dang. Christian Slater's a really bad guy. Yeah. Uh, does he do movies still? He's one of those actors that kind of always looks the same, isn't he? Yeah, and
1: the other guy looks familiar, too.
0: He does.
1: Emmanuel Vosier. Oh, that's a girl. It's a Wes girl. Bentley. Who is Wes Bentley? I know I've seen him in other things. Let's see.
0: West Wes Bentley. Yeah, he looks very familiar. Oh, he was in American Beauty as the That's dumb kid. That's it. That annoying kid in American Beauty. Yeah. He's in another stuff. He was in Thunder Games. Oh, he was in the Hunger Games. He was Seneca Crane. Oh,
1: I've never seen that, but I he loved was American Doyle Beauty.
0: Doyle in Interstellar. And something called P2. Oh, he was Blade Runner Black Lotus TV show. That sounds good.
1: Yeah.
0: American Horror Story. That's what I recognize him into. He played Dylan in 2016. Okay. Which you would have seen that. You watched yes. American Horror Stories and stuff. Yes. He's just been in a lot of movies. All right. Well. Yeah. That was one I didn't
1: expect to see coming because I, I looked it up and put it on the list and then forgot about it.
0: You know what's kind of funny? He was in Underworld Awakening as an antigen scientist, but for some reason was uncredited. Oh. But, like, he's been in movies since, like, the 90s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You gotta stop crying, dog. You're fine. You're going see to see what we soon.
0: live with, people. See what we uh, live with. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. I, again, I don't quite have a grocer's corner. I have a surprise. Well, uh, I have a like a grocer's DIY shop, in which I, I very much admired the television art. Television. I admired the beautiful woodwork in the house uh, in the Bates Mansion.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, honey yes there's just two things left to do
1: uh stay scared
0: and to also stay married goodbye The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.